We are tired of war. We are tired of running. We are tired of begging. We are tired of our children being raped. We are now taking this stand to secure the future of our children because we believe as custodians of society tomorrow, our children will ask us, Mama, what was your role during the crisis? On today's episode of the podcast, I want to tell you the story of Lima Bowie, a Liberian woman who co-won the Nobel Peace Prize of 2011 with two other women, Ellen Johnson Salif, also of Liberia, and Karaman, for their non-violent struggle for the safety of women and for women's rights to full participation in peace-building work. You see, from 1999 to the early 2000, the country of Liberia was at war. The president of the country was Charles Taylor. And I profile the story of Taylor from how he assumed power as president to how he was toppled in a previous segment of the podcast titled African Dictators. Make sure you go and listen to that episode just so you can understand the background story of Liberia and its civil war. Like in many wars that involve dictators, the Liberian war is infamous for the involvement of child soldiers, as well as the rape of girls and women. Lima Bowie was born on February 1972. She was only 17 years old when the first Liberian civil war broke out. By the time the second civil war was underway, Lima was 27. She was a social worker working in villages to help traumatize Liberians, especially children soldiers that were involved in the war. She was one of the founding members of Women in Peace Building Network, WIPNET. One night in 2002, Lima said she had a dream where God told her to gather the women and pray for peace. At first, Lima thought that this instruction couldn't be for her as she was a layman and did not even consider herself spiritual. But friends helped her understand that the vision was in fact for her to act on. So Lima decided to take action. She spoke with some women who were members of her church. With seven women around the table and only 10 US dollars, they launched Women of Liberia Mass Action for Peace, a non-violent mass rally demanding an end to the almost four years of war. Many women turned up for the demonstration, all of them wearing white vests as a symbol of peace. After demonstrating for weeks with little effect, they decided to occupy a football field located on the only route Charles Taylor could take to work daily. They saw his convoy pass every morning and evening. After three days of protest, Taylor claimed that he was sick and stopped going to work. In response, the women decided to take the protest to him. Lima Bowie led about 2,500 women to the executive mansion of Charles Taylor. At the house, some of the president's aides suggested that the women appointed representatives 
to tender their demands to the president of which the women refused. In the end, Charles Taylor had to give them a hearing. 31-year-old Lehman Bowie was picked to tender the group's demand. The podium where she was to speak from was positioned in such a way that Lehman would be facing the women and backing Charles Taylor. When Lehman climbed the podium, she turned her back on the women and faced Charles, who sat across from the podium. Taylor was putting on a dark pair of glasses and in Lima's opinion, the tough and hardline president was afraid to look at the women in the eyes. Lehman deviated from the prepared notes and spoke from her heart the speech I used to open this episode. She directed her words to Grace, the president of the Senate, who was a female, and handed an official document to her to deliver to the president. Reminiscing on the events of that day, Lima said, the only language they know is violence. You come against them with non-violence and they don't know how to function. You come to speak truth to power without using one negative word at him, that is Charles Taylor. It was too difficult to undo. In response to the demands of the women, for the first time, Charles declared that he would go to the peace talk in Ghana. For Lehman and the other women, it was too early to celebrate. They took a bus to the venue of the peace talk in Ghana. The talk that was supposed to last three weeks was taking three months. Lima was frustrated. She even began to question the essence of non-violence, if it could make any difference. Then one day in 2003, still with other women in Ghana, Lima saw a video on the internet. A missile had been fired at the American embassy's building and had hit two boys. The sight of the two boys reminded Lima of her own sons. She cried her heart out, angry. Lima rallied the women, asked them to lock their arms together and declared that no one would come outside the conference hall where the peace talk was going on until they gave them the peace needed. When some security men came to arrest Lima, she threatened to strip herself naked for them to take her to prison. The men retreated. Lima said about her threat to strip herself naked later. When you are raped, you are forced to, people tear off your clothes. They use force to make you submit. But when someone stands up where you are so desperate for peace and you are so hot at the state of a nation where you decide to take your last shred of pride and give away, that is the ultimate. The strategy worked. Three weeks later, there was a peace agreement. The women succeeded to achieve what many years of fighting couldn't without shooting a single bullet. The war ended. Taylor was sent to the Hague and was finally sentenced to 50 years in prison. 
I'm going to end this episode with another quote from Lema Bowie. I pity him. I pity his children. I pity the fact that Taylor won the Liberian elections with an overwhelming victory in 1977. He had the opportunity to be a leader even when he had done so much harm to the people of Liberia. But he decided instead I will be a ruler. And God decided I will use you to teach you I am the ultimate God. End of quote. And with this, I come to the end of today's episode of the podcast. My name is Dayo Moyo. Do not forget to share this episode with your friends, Africans, and lovers of Africa. Until I come your way again on Wednesday with another inspiring interview of an African, I say, do have a lovely week. Bye.